The State of Real Estate with your host, Jerry Lantain. Indeed, that is me and welcome to today's episode. We're going to talk about vacant land today. Um, there's an old expression and it goes like this. Some people wait to buy vacant land. Other people buy vacant land to wait. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But first, we're going to tackle the market report for this month. Okay, so here we are with the market report for this episode. It's brought to you by the Lakeland Association of Realtors. And today we're gonna cover March 2021 to March 2022 and compare the difference. So starting off with the average price. The average price has increased by, from last March to this March by 8.7%. That's quite a bit considering sort of in a traditional annual increase of you know, homes in Muskoka generally see about 5%. So that's, that's a bit larger than the, the consistent average over the many years. Um, new listings are down by 40%, which is quite a lot. I mean, compared to last year, there were 40% more homes on the market, which made it easier for buyers to find products. The total inventory of homes that are for sale is also down, and it's down by 30.6%. So last uh, March, there were 307 homes for sale. This March, there were 163. Now, actual sales have also gone down by 35.5%. Um, and that, you know, I'm not sure what that number reflects, but I would assume the fact that the lack of inventory out there by 30% has something to do with the lack of sales also. Now the percentage of the original listing price is up by 3.1% from last year to this year, meaning that when people are putting their house on the market and they have their listing price, people are generally getting 3.1% above their asking listing price. Days on the market. Last March, it took eight days to sell a home. This March, it's only taking seven days to sell a home. All this information indicates that it is still a seller's market. And if you are out there buying right now, you're going to have to be very savvy and move quickly. So that's the market report for this week. And we'll be back with our episode shortly. The State of Real Estate with your host, Jerry Lantain. All right, welcome back to the show. Let me set you up there in Radioland. We are talking about vacant lots today, and we are on a vacant lot somewhere in the middle of Perry Township in a beautifully wooded maple forest, and we got a light rain around us, so you're probably gonna be hearing a few tappity-tap-tap-taps in the background when I stop talking. So, um, as I mentioned before, we are gonna talk about vacant land and, and, you know, looking at vacant land. And again, there's an old expression and it, and it does go like this. Some people wait to buy vacant land. Other people buy vacant land to wait. And generally that saying refers to the fact that land values will always go up. Long time ago, I worked in a sign shop and we made signs for new homes. And uh, I met a gentleman who lived in the Toronto area and I would say in about the late 80s, or nope, nope, even the 70s, late, early 70s, uh, he started to buy farmland around the Barrie area. And all his friends were saying, why would you buy that farmland? And he said, just watch, I'm gonna wait. Well, that's where most of the homes are in Barrie these days on a lot of the farms that gentleman bought. He was a home builder and he developed all that land and he did buy that vacant land to wait. So. When buying, buying vacant land, there's a, a whole bunch of things to consider and mostly and, and foremost is what are you gonna be using it for? Is it going to be a recreational lot? 
Is it going to be a building lot? Is it going to be a lot um, that you just sit on and do nothing with and let it increase in value over time? It's a fairly good investment in that sense. Um, but there are a lot of things you need to know, especially when you're scouting out your property. First of all, you got to find out, you know, the general location of the property and the type of property. Are you looking for many, many acres? Are you looking for a bush lot? Are you looking for an in-town building lot? Um, right now, we're going to kind of focus on half and half of that. So, um, one of the first things you need to do when you're looking at a lot is research the zoning. And of course, there's many different types of zoning from in-town zonings of R1, R2, which are residential one or residential two for a duplex. And then there's all sorts of rural uh, uh, zones like uh, rural residential or just rural itself. And then there's rural one, rural two. And every township has their own different parameters for what those mean. Even though another township has a, a, a designation of zoned RU, it doesn't mean that the next township over is gonna have the same parameters in terms of building sizes and lots and stuff like that. So you really need to know what you can and can't do on the property according to that township. Um, and then, you know, there's all sorts of other things to consider about the properties that you're looking at. There may be environmental protection areas on those properties. And an environmental protection area is a wetland or a stream, or in some cases, um, deer feeding habitats. So there's a whole bunch of different reasons that something can be zoned EP, environmental protection. When there's environmental protection on a property, it can limit your use of the property. For instance, if you were gonna build a home by the edge of that pond, they might not let you be that close to the pond because it's environmentally protected. They will have rules and regulations about how far you need to be set back off of that pond. So again, you know, research your lots, find out about the zoning. Is there environmental protection prop, uh, 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 situations on it? And then you have such things as easements and rights of way. So an easement, perhaps there's a hydro line that goes through your property. Um, and, and that easement restricts what can be built nearby it because the hydro line has to have access, the hydro company would always have to have access to fixing those power lines that go through your property. They always have the right to use it and you would be restricted on how close you could build something to that. The same applies if there's um, uh, like a natural gas line going through and there are other kinds of easements that are out there as well. And again, those need to be researched when you're looking into specific properties. And then there's rights of way. So there are some back lots that you can buy in the Muskoka and Perry Township areas where they're 100 acre lots and they are back in the bush. And the only way to access them is by crossing someone else's property. Or in some cases, other people can access your property, cross over your property to access their lots. So those are considerations too. So, you know, the, the right of way uh, can work for you as you get to pass over someone's property to use the quiet enjoyment of your property. And even further beyond you, there may be other properties that have the right to go through your property to access theirs. Again, so these are issues you really want to stop and consider. Um, and then it comes to uh, trying to figure out exactly what you want to do with it. So when you find out the zoning and what you can and can't do on the property. So for instance, I'm going to take say RU. In some uh, areas, RU means rural uh, uh, zoning, and you're allowed to put a house on a property. You're also allowed to have a second dwelling on that property. In some cases, it, like, again, it's very specific to each uh, township. Um, 
And in some RU lots, you're allowed to have agriculture or home industry or a home occupation. So, you know, looking at residential, uh, rural residential or rural lots, they can offer you opportunities to have a home and a business if that's what you're looking for. In some cases, you can have it as a hunt camp. So it really depends what your use is for that property. And um, there's a, a, a whole bunch of different parameters that you need to look at. So if you're gonna build a home, on the property, if that's the, the, the bottom line, you're buying a home, a lot to build on. Well, you need to do research the buildability. And what I mean by that is inside the specific zoning bylaws for every township, they have designations of what you can and can't do on that property and like what they call permitted uses. And then they have what they call basically the building setbacks. And that means um, you have to be X amount of distance from the road to build your home and that you can only build uh, a lot coverage they have and lot coverage sometimes they'll say you have a 10% lot coverage or a 35% lot coverage depending on the particular zoning that you do have um, so if you buy a hundred acre lot and you have a 10% zoning coverage uh, lot coverage I mean you could build a massive house or a massive building um, if you have a 0.5 of an acre lot in town you might only be able to build a 1200 square foot depending on the building envelope. And the building envelope is determined by those setbacks in the bylaws. So that's a little bit about the researching the buildability. Um, I think we could break the commercial. All right, we'll see you in a bit. The State of Real Estate with your host, Jerry Lantain. The State of Real Estate with your host, Jerry Lantain. All right, welcome back. The rain has let up a little bit out here in the bush and it is a beautiful, beautiful kind of nice gray day in the, oh my gosh, we're in April now. Um, so getting back to uh, vacant land and some of the things you need to know, um, we talked about uh, the buildability of the lot and the, and the building envelope and those kind of things. There's other things that you definitely need to consider um, in terms of building. And one of those is development fees. Some towns have pretty steep development fees and what a development fee is, they, they basically charge you a fee uh, if you decide you wanna build on that house and they create a, a cost. So um, some townships actually do not have development fees and, and they can be into the thousands of dollars. So that's a good thing too, is to, if you're interested enough, is to look for land that um, might be found in, in townships that do not have development fees. And then there's uh, interest, or sorry, entrance permits. Every uh, home needs an entrance permit before it can be given a fire number. And basically, if you are on a municipal, municipal road, then you can apply to have an entrance permit. So what they're gonna wanna know, and this is just a general thing, it's not the whole nine yards. If you wanna get more specific information, please go directly to the township you're inquiring about. Um, so basically they're gonna come and check out the property. They're gonna look at the sight lines on the road and see if it's on a sharp corner, if it's too dangerous to put an entrance there, that kind of thing. Once they decide that there's an entrance area that's good enough for you to use, they will then ask you more than likely to create a culvert and gravel over it and create an actual entrance off of the road. Uh, once this is accomplished, then you phone them back, they come and they sign off on the entrance permit and voila, you have an entrance to your new property in which you can build a driveway from. Um, 
And there are town fees as well, um, aside from development fees. And everyone, you need to look into every specific township. They're always different. And then of course, there are building permits. Uh, and those fees apply too. And again, every township has different fees and, and costs. Sometimes they, they bill it out at a square foot cost. Sometimes they bill it out at a, a per thousand cost. So for instance, if you're building a home and you estimate it's gonna cost you four, 100,000 to build it, they will say, okay, well, we want $12 for every thousand. Uh, um, and that's just a general thing. Don't take, take that again, this has always got to be verified by the specific township. Um, and then you, uh, you want to learn your land. Uh, and, and, and so you buy a hunk of vacant land and you know where it's located, but because it's so big, and if it did not come with a survey, which a lot of properties do not, you're not going to know really where your true boundaries are. So there's an opportunity to try and go and look for the old survey markers, if they exist at all. And if you can't find them, you always ask neighbors and get general information. Look on the land registry map. It'll show you a general area of where your lot lines are, but they're not always accurate. Um, so to establish your own true boundaries, I mean, the best way to do it is to hire a surveyor and survey the property. That is not a, uh, a cheap ordeal. It, it can be very expensive. It's the larger the property, the larger the, the cost of doing the survey. But once you do the survey, you've established fine and for all where all your boundary lines are. And of course, from that point on, then you can really pinpoint exactly where you want to do your build and run into no problems in terms of any of the setbacks that we talked about earlier in the show. Um, so yeah, learn the land and... Um, Another thing to look out for, well, I'll back, I'll backtrack again, back into development fees. Sorry, I jumped ahead a bit, but you're gonna wanna find out about, is this property on municipal services or is it uh, well and septic? And if it's well and septic, you need to go to the proper authorities to establish where and how that septic can be put in place and where the well needs to be and that kind of a thing as well. So that was backtracking a bit into uh, development fees. So getting back into here, learning about the, uh, your boundaries and stuff like that. Um, you know, you buy an old lot, there might've been a cabin on it at one point and there might've been an old septic bed at that, uh, you know, it could have been torn down years ago, you might not know. So you've got to research into that kind of stuff. And as well, there could be old wells on the property and this, is, is, can be a, a common situation. And sometimes these wells aren't capped. They're just old open wells. So trying to get any former information about the lot you're buying is, is crucial as well. Anything in terms of if there were old building permits or old homes on it, that's always good to go to the township and research if those things were and are available. Again, uh, the plan of subdivisions and surveys are also very helpful if they are available from the township. When you, are looking at a property to buy. It, it's, a, it's a darn good thing to get out there and walk the entire property. A lot of times on vacant land, um, there can be refuse, a lot of it. You know, old trash strewn about the property. So you wanna get a good chance to get out there and walk the entire property and just look and find out if, you know, it was ever used by the previous owners as like a dumping area or something like that. And you'd be surprised how often you find big piles of garbage and then, you know, you don't wanna clean it up, right? So um, it's a burden on you. To, to, so, you know, walk the land, you know, learn the lay of the land and the topography of the land as well. Really important things. Um, extra site visits. Uh, always ask, you know, to come back 
if you've made the purchase, always ask to be able to walk the property a couple more times and to see, of course, you know, if there was debris laying around, are the sellers cleaning it up? Is that part of the bargain? Those are things you can, you know, put into your offers and stuff like that. And um, a lot of times people are going to want to do soil sample. And a soil sample is going to help you in terms of uh, where you can put your building, where you can put your septic. I don't know how much it impacts, um, you know, the use or the, or the creation of a well. But uh, definitely sometimes, uh, you know, that's something you want to look into is the soil samples uh, to see what, what you're really building on. And then you get to the services. What kind of services are available? Is it on a municipal road? Um, as I mentioned before, a lot of properties are not on municipal roads. They are on back lots and you have to travel to get to them or they're on private roads. So again, each township has different parameters on how they establish entrance permits and building permits and things like that. So if you bought a back lot, and you want to build a home on it, and you have to cross through a right away to get to it, that they might not give you permission to build a house because they really need to be able to get emergency services through to you to be able to give you a fire number and call it a real house. So a lot of times if you're buying back lots, you cannot build a house on it. Now, you can build what they call a woodland retreat, uh, which you could use three quarters of the year or even year round if you you know, have the, the, the chutzpah and know how to do it. Um, so those are things you can look into as well. But, you know, having a property on a municipal road is, is a huge benefit to being able to move forward with any of your building plans. And then you want to find out if there's hydro to the lot. Again, on the back lots, good luck. More than likely, they're not going to have hydro. But most municipal roads, uh, district roads, they're going to have hydro lines running along the property. Now, they might not be hooked up to the property, but they say hydro at line or, or hydro at the road. And so that means that it's accessible right there. You just phone the hydro company when you're getting your project done. They come in and tie a line and create that power to your house. And then there's other services to, to wonder and worry about. Do you have access to, uh, you know, do you have Internet? at this location. Is it high speed internet? Is it uh, uh, <laughs> no internet? Um, or are you gonna have to have satellite? It, depending again on where you are. If, if you're way out in the bush like we are right now on this uh, shoot that we're doing today, uh, you probably aren't gonna get very good internet out here. So, you know, if that's something you need for your home or your business life, it's a huge consideration when you're looking at lots. And then you wanna uh, wonder about, uh, you know, internet, your cable, and then natural gas. Is there a natural gas line running through? Because in most in-town lots, you probably have access to natural gas, which is great for your furnaces and uh, you know different supplies of, of energy in the house. And of course, then municipal services. We spoke a little about it earlier, but municipal services are for your water and your sewage removal. Uh, in-town lots, a huge amount of in-town lots are connected to municipal sewer services and water sewer services, which means the town supplies and removes that water. And then that also implies the fact that you more than likely have to pay a bill to the town, a monthly or bi-monthly bill. So that'll always be an expense on your household. If, however, you do not have municipal services, you'll be in a situation where you will need a well and a septic. And uh, a septic and a septic tank and a bed, uh, they you know, very normal, very natural for up here in the, in, in the, the north. And um, again, you won't be paying any fees. Now you will have uh, fees to, you won't be paying fees to the town to have your own well and your own um, 
uh, septic tank, uh, but you will be paying for cleaning of the, of the septic and maintaining of the bed over time, these things can deteriorate. So there are a whole bunch of little things that you need to talk about um, and think about and consider when you are looking at vacant land. And again, some people wait to buy vacant land while other people buy vacant land to wait. That's the tip of the week too. <laughs> Sit on that vacant land if you can. Buy it now and wait if you can. If you can build on it, go right ahead. But there you have it. The State of Real Estate with your host, Jerry Lantane.